if you pray for that new car and you don't get it, God didn't hold up to his end of the bargain. I'm, I'm breaking that contract. Forget this. That's what we do. That's what we do in marriages. The whole point of a covenant marriage is having trust. And if something does go wrong and one of us does veer off the side, that we work together to figure that out. We don't turn away from each other and separate and go separate ways. We made a covenant that no matter what, we would stick through. And that's what God has always been to us, but we've not been that to Him. I've not been that to Him. This is your moment. Experience God's love and God's peace with us. See what God is doing for your neighbors at Crosspoint. Be blessed with today's broadcast. I really want to just kind of point out what, you know, a contract is because I feel that what I'm going to share with you tonight can really help you. And it's helped me, and it's going to continue to help me because I'm be honest with you. It's like I've always said before: if I get up here and say something that hadn't stepped on my toes first, and I'm not going to get up here and say it. And uh, I'm constantly looking back at my life and seeing areas where I fumbled the ball, or you know, I've messed up, or I, you know, I, I feel guilty because you know I, I was in church and I was passionate to church and I was doing good and then I fell back off and I, I get back in church again and I fall back off and you know it's just a constant seem like a roller coaster ride and I'm always finding new ways of the reason why that was happening and that's what drew me to this whole contract deal. Um, the reason being is because. In the Bible, it talks about covenants. You know, God made covenants with His people. Uh, he made a covenant with Moses. He made a covenant with Noah. He promised to never flood the earth again. Uh, most of the covenants in the Bible was made on mountaintops. You know, just like was talking with Moses in Mount Sinai. You know, the Ten Commandments, that was a covenant. It was known as the Old Covenant. You can look at your Bible and, you know, look in the Old Testament, and that's basically the Old Covenant. And in the New Testament is the New Covenant. That's where Jesus comes along. Okay, there's big differences between a covenant and a contract. A contract is limited by time. A contract is also limited by you do this for me and I will do this for you. Type it's that type of deal. Okay, God wants an everlasting covenant with His people. He He's always there. He's always been there. He loves us unconditionally, and, and He's in a covenant contract with us. But we're in a contract by itself at times. That's where I kept falling off because I was in a contract with God in my relationship with Him. Uh, I'm going to read a passage of Scripture from uh, Jeremiah chapter 31. It says, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when we will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not like the covenant, covenant which I made with their fathers in the day I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant which they broke, although I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. But this is the covenant which I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and on their heart I will write it. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father. God, Lord, we just thank you for your word tonight, Father. Lord, I ask you to speak through me only what you wish to be spoken, God. Allow your spirit to use me as a willing vessel, Father. And Lord, just teach us tonight.
Let it be written on our hearts and in our minds and on our souls, God. Lord, just allow us to grow from this. And if there's any area in our lives where we're struggling, God, I pray that this word just goes out and, and just attacks it, Father. Lord, whatever it may be, I don't know what it is. I don't know who goes through what. I know I go through things, and I'm going through things now. And God, I just thank you, Father, that you are faithful and just, God. We give you all the glory and honor. In your son's Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Uh, in, in Jeremiah chapter 31, it, this is basically a prophecy that was fulfilled in Matthew uh, at the Last Supper. When Jesus was given the Last Supper, he said, This is my blood of the new covenant. Drink, you know. <clears throat> it was basically... Uh, Jeremiah telling them, like, we're under an old covenant. You, the old covenant is basically like this. It's like, you follow the Ten Commandments, and you do this, and God will do this. If you do not follow those Ten Commandments, and you break the Ten Commandments, this is what's going to happen. This is the punishment. It, God was still always there, but it was, it, it was a covenant that allowed us to, to do something wrong and to be turned away from God. Okay? The new covenant, Jesus, is based on trust and trust alone. It's based on belief. So it's an everlasting covenant, which I'll get into the blood of that covenant here, here shortly. But, you know, the thing that really kind of got me about this is because I start looking at things like really everything in our life is some type of a contract, friendships, relationships, marriages. And if we start looking at... and kind of delving into our own lives, I'm, I'm going to say it like this. I think one of the biggest problems with divorce this day and time, to be truthful, is everybody goes into marriage as a contract instead of a covenant. Okay? Now, what I'm saying is, is if, if me and my wife got married, and I, I laid out these stipulations, okay? It's like, look, you do this and do this. Don't do this, because if you do this, then it's a divorce. You know, the bottom line, we wouldn't be married right now. She ain't held up to her end of the contract. Failed multiple times. <laughs> Here's the problem. I have too. Do you see what I mean? Contracts, they're going to be broken. You know, now our phone contracts, paying the bills and all that stuff, signing on the dotted line, signing our life away to this and that and the other. Yes, it's a contextual type thing. And it's, it's got to do with, you know, you make your payments, you make them on time, all this kind of stuff. But, you know, if something happens... That, that contract can be voided out. You know, if you don't pay your bill, they're going to turn your phone off, right? If you don't pay your rent, they're going to they're kick you out, and you're going to have to find somewhere else to go. You've broken contract. The thing is, is I'm sitting here thinking all the times that I was in a contract relationship with God, and I broke contract with Him. Here's the thing. I looked at it like this. I started thinking about while I was in jail, okay? And some of us here has been in jail. Some of us had, and it's all good. You know what I mean? But here's, here's what I started looking at. I've got kids, I've, my father, sisters, and you know what? Even though I've done something stupid, and I broke the contract of the relationship of the, the child I was supposed to be, the, the brother I was supposed to be, the father I was supposed to be, it didn't change the way they loved me. They was there when I got out. I've done something that caused a separation there, and then I start thinking that's what I've been doing over and over in my life. I've been making mistakes and choosing contracts uh, that, you know, in this contextual type thing. And I've been in a contract relationship with God. And I'm not supposed to be. I'm supposed to be in a covenant relationship with God. The problem is, is I didn't really trust God. 
I didn't trust what his word was saying. You know, and what I'm getting at by saying this is like, look, it's easy to follow God when you say, God, please give me this new car. And then, you know, a couple weeks later, you got the new car. I need this house, God, and you get the new house. That's, that's easy. That, that's, that's easy stuff. You know, but how, how hard is it to, if, if you pray for that new car and you don't get it? God didn't hold up to his end of the bargain. I'm, I'm breaking that contract. Forget this. That's what we do. That's what we do in marriages. See, the whole point of a covenant marriage is having trust. And if something does go wrong and one of us does veer off the side, that we work together to figure that out. We don't turn away from each other and separate and go separate ways. We made a covenant that no matter what, we would stick through and, and make it work. And that's what God has always been to us, but we've not been that to Him. I've not been that to Him. And then I, I'm, starting to, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, I, it's hard getting up here realizing how much I failed. I'm not going to lie. I failed my kids, I failed my family, I failed church, I failed my wife, I failed my workplaces. I failed so many times it's not even funny. Because I was basically in a contract. I'm just in a contract. Everything seems to be a contract. Then I'm starting to look at the time when I was, I was using drugs. Guess what? I was in a contract with using. That, that's, that's the whole thing. And I didn't have to sign on the dotted line or all this stuff. Like It could be a verbal contract. So then I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, okay. Let me give you an example. Back when I used to drink a whole lot, I was single. I didn't, I didn't want to date. I didn't want to have nothing to do. With, I didn't want to have nothing to do with females at all. Period. Nothing. Didn't like them. No, I'm just not playing. <laughs> I I would literally. I wish maybe my buddy was here tonight. He'd he'd verify this. I I literally used to hold up a beer and be like, you know, this is my wife. This is who I love. She never talks back to me. All the and I, and I was in. A, I, I made a contract with that. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, it's kind of funny, but, and I was being, being funny while I was talking about it, but I didn't realize, you know what? It can't hold up the end of their contract with me. There was a time when, yeah, I could drink, go to sleep, or I could do this and that. When using drugs, it's, there was a time when it seemed to work. That it numbed the pain that I had from traumas that I, I didn't know how to deal with. That I didn't know how to heal from. Things that had happened in my life that just tore me up on the inside. So I entered into a, a contract relationship with using drugs and drinking alcohol. But you know what? This is where it gets really good. Because you know God's covenant breaks all contracts. That's the thing. That's, that was the key to it that I'm just now finally starting to figure out. It's His blood that breaks it all. Man, and, and that's, just, that's the whole thing. When Jesus died on the cross and he shed his blood, and in that song he was talking about, you know, he went to the pits of hell, he took back the keys to the kingdom, he, he was a sacrificial lamb that came back a lion, defeated death, hell, and the grave. He, then when he ascended to heaven, you know what he did? He took his own blood and sprinkled it on the Ark of the Covenant. Because that's what the old covenant was. They had to sacrifice a, a lamb for the remission of sins, for the forgiveness of sins back then if they broke Ten Commandments. And Jesus did it forever. That, and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, I've been bought and paid for forever, and I've been looking at this relationship that I have with God as a contract. God, if you don't do this, then I'm done. I, I don't got no more use for you. 
I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I've walked out my back door and screamed, staring straight up in the heavens at God. And what I was saying wasn't pretty. And I'm being honest with you. I felt like I was praying and I was doing everything and I was asking for what I needed and, and, and stuff kept happening and, and more traumas and things that just, I couldn't take it in my mind. I was never in a covenant relationship with God. I was in a contractual relationship with God. And it was easily broken. <laughs> things happened, I went astray because I didn't trust. I didn't have the trust in God. I didn't realize that I was a, a blood-bought we hear it all the time, you know, Jesus died for your sins and asked for forgiveness, accept Him in your heart, and this is what you get. You get entrance into heaven, and you do. That, I mean, that's just the point. All, all we got to do now is believe. See, and that's the thing, because when I first got clean, I still wanted to use. And I'm like, God, take this desire for me. God, take this desire for me. Still wanted to use. God, take this desire for me. Still wanted to use. All the time I was in jail, got out. Wanted to use as soon as I got out. Could have used as soon as I got out, chose not to. After I chose not to and got rid of what I had, guess what? Still wanted to use. God, I don't understand. I was praying while I was in jail. I was reading. I was, I was doing what I was supposed to. Still wanted to use. And I couldn't figure out why. I'm like, okay, God, I'm praying. I'm asking for this. Please, that's all I'm asking you to do is just take the desire. If you take the desire, I can stay clean. Contract. I was in a contract, and he was wanting a covenant. He's always been in a covenant with me, and I've always been in a contract with him. And I'm ashamed of that. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm so ashamed of that because the, the truth of the matter is is once I got to the understanding of that I needed to keep my focus on God all the time the whole point of the fact that I wanted to use he start revealing to me because I was praying it wasn't just a desire to use it wasn't just because I wanted to use it was because in my mind I felt like I had to because there was things in my life I hadn't healed from things that had happened to one of my Kids that I hadn't healed from. Stuff that people I lost that I hadn't healed from. A series of things that I had not healed from. And all I was wanting to do was numb the pain that was going on in my mind every night. All day, every day. The stuff I was dealing with. The root causes of what we talk about. You know, we talk about life recovery. We want to get to the roots of the problem. The root of the problem ain't because you want to use. The root of the problem is because you feel like you have to. Because there's something that needs to be numbed. I used to drink just to go to sleep. Seriously. I, I, my mind would just go, and I said it last week, I, I ruminate on things, chronic overthinker, it's, it's horrible. So I would drink to slow my mind down. And I could lay down and go to sleep. Man, I, I felt like I, I, normal. To me, normal people lay down and go to sleep. You don't know how aggravating it is to crawl up in the bed and five minutes later she's over asleep and I'm like this. <laughs> Literally. And I'll toss and turn. I'm back and forth. And, and then she'll, she'll hour later she'll move or something and I'll look over and see if she's awake and she'll open her eyes and be like, go to sleep. And I'm like, <laughs> everybody don't have it like you. 
My dad can be sitting there. He could be in the middle of a conversation. Like, hey, yeah, it was a pretty good day. And I'm like, how carefree is that man? You know what I mean? I'm like, you, you understand, if I could have went to sleep, I probably wouldn't have done half the things I've done in my life. And then, then I get into the Bible and it talks about, you know, uh, it's the wicked who don't sleep. And I'm like, oh, Lord, I've done messed up bad. So then I'm praying, God, what is it in my life that's made me wicked where I can't sleep no more? You know, and, and I say that as a joke because I'm going to be honest with you. Like, now I'm awake, I, I'm still awake. But you know what? I'll wake up and it'd be still dark in the morning and we're going to work and we'll put in 10, 11, 12 hours. We'll work six days. We're having to work quite a bit of mandatory overtime this week. So the time I took off early today, we've got to make up to, to meet that quota of hours. The, the whole plant is scheduled to work. And you know what? I'm sitting there thinking, well, I'm going to get up tonight and talk and I'm just going to just talk a little bit and just kind of cut it real short and we'll just group meet and everything. That way we get out of here so I can go home and get in bed. Here's the problem with that. It's great thinking, but you know what? I will go home, I will get in bed, and I will not go to sleep. 12 o'clock will roll around. I know 4 o'clock's coming early, and I'm still awake. But the difference is, is now the things I'm thinking about are the things of God. I don't wake up tired. I wake up feeling good. You know, I may be droggy a little bit getting up and going, but once I get up and get going, I go to work. I still accomplish what I need to accomplish. I'm, I, don't, you know, I don't feel tired. I come in here, and I walk up here, and I'm standing here waiting for the songs to end and for me to come up here to get behind this pulpit, and I'm sitting there like, oh, man, I'm so tired. And then when I get up here, after a little bit, man, I start getting fired up because I love this. And this is what I do to keep my mind off everything else now. I'm in His Word. I'm praying. I'm, I'm constantly doing something in my mind still yet. But I'm looking back at my life. I'm trying to figure out things that... I, that will help me that I can use to help you. And that's what I pray for. And tonight, that big thing is, is we've got to stop looking at our relationship with God as a contract. All, he wants a covenant. He wants us to say, look, we're going to trust in you no matter what. Even though I, I may still have a desire to use, and I know you've not took that desire for me, I want to pray, what is it in my life that, that, that makes me want to use? What causes me to have that desire? Expose that to me, and let's work on that. That's where we miss things. We miss it because we, we don't understand how to pray. You know what I mean? I wasn't understanding how to pray. The more I was in His Word, the more I prayed His Word, the more I began to understand how to pray. So now I'm, going, I'm doing everything I can to keep my relationship with God as a covenant. You know what? I may not get everything I pray for, but you know what, God? I trust you. For once in my life, I'm going to trust you with everything. If I feel like I'm being denied something I prayed, I trust you. Because here's the thing. Life's going to happen. And I've seen this before, and I've heard it said a lot of times. You know, when you got Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got thrown in the fire, they didn't get burned. They still got thrown in the furnace. We're sitting back, no, no, I ain't getting thrown in the furnace. Don't understand that once they got thrown into the furnace, Jesus was there with them. When Daniel was thrown into the lion's den, he didn't get mauled by the lions. He didn't get killed. He just he sat there and pet them. Because there was a sacrificial lamb, as the song said, that came back as a lion. This is what I want you to do. If you go home and pray tonight, 
or you pray here in a little bit, whatever. Pray, God, how is it that I can take, because I'm going to be honest with you, everything in life right now is basically based off contracts, and that's what's awesome about it because, I'm, I mean, the, my sin was a contract. The original sin in the Garden of Eden was a contract. Look, if you do this, this is what you'll get. And it was a broken contract right off the bat. See, I believe in, in my heart of hearts, I believe totally that the enemy wants to pervert anything that is of God. Okay? And I believe that the enemy has made contracts so part of our lives that we forget about the covenant. And then we focus on contract relationship with God. When God wants covenant relationship. Okay? And, see, I had all these notes up here and didn't even use them. I was getting ready to start all over. Here's the thing. God, how is it that I can be more in a covenant with you? How can I hold up my end of this relationship? Because the bottom line is, is God is never turning away He's never going to leave you high and dry. He's always there. We may screw up and be separated from Him for a little while. And that's what I was doing over and over and over. I was screwing up and then I was separated. And I'm like, God, where are you? And God's like, I'm right here. Smiling at me the whole time. Until I got off of what I was doing and marched my little hind end right back over there and, and said sorry again. Listen, i got to say sorry every day. I screw up every day. We all do. We're all flesh. But that blood, at that last supper when Jesus said, Drink, for this is my blood of the new covenant. All we have to do is believe and that's it. It's not just a, a covenant of saying you do this and this is what you get and all that stuff like that. only thing Jesus is saying is believe. You know, and He, he even said it in Matthew chapter 5. I didn't come to abolish the law or the old covenant or anything. I came to fulfill it. He said, on this, and they, when asked by a Pharisee, you know, what is the, the greatest commandment? Love thy Lord God the God with all thy heart and soul and mind and body. And the second is like unto it, to love thy neighbor as thyself. And it's like, on this, you can hang all the laws and all the prophets. And it's just simply on love. And that love comes with trust. You see, I'm not going to enter into a marriage with somebody that I don't trust. Who would do that? Because I'm automatically entering into something that is contractual, that can be broken. There has to be trust from the get-go in our relationship with God. We're going to fail. God's not going to fail. This is the best covenant we could ever be under. And man, I've squandered it my whole life, and I'm 43 years old and just now figuring this out. Believe in me. Have trust in me. Not me. I'm saying in God. Read His Word. Pray. Plead the blood over in, you know, in your life. This is the new covenant for me. Listen, God is... We've, we talk about it. You know, in, in first, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power... And we leave it at that. It's also sound mind. 
Proverbs is full of stuff talking about don't make bad contracts. The spirit that God's gave us, He gave us to conquer. The, the big thing about it is, is, you know, we hear this all the time, and it used to be a pulpit I used to preach from said we were more than conquerors. <laughs> it said we are more than conquerors by the blood of the Lamb, that covenant, and by the word of our testimony. The word of our testimony is what that covenant has accomplished for us. If we only trust in it. That's all we got to do, man. That's easy. Trust and believe. That's all He's called us to do and asked us to do. And once we do, I mean, that's when we can sit here and say, Hey, whom the Son has set free is free indeed. No weapon formed against me will be able to prosper. A thousand may fall at my side, ten thousand at my right hand, but it will not come near me. I will tread on the lion and the cobra. I mean, all these verses and stuff start to come to life because now we're trusting in a person who has established that covenant. That's what I want. And all I've got to do is believe and trust. Amen? I know I titled this message, Sign on the Dotted Line. But really, those days need to be over. Because honestly, Jesus has already signed for you in His blood. There's a contract in heaven called the Lamb's Book of Life where our names get wrote down once we accept Him as our personal Lord and Savior. It's a contract to be saved and, and be able to enter the gates of heaven. That's the most important thing ever. But that contract is based off of an everlasting covenant. A covenant that can't be broken, that won't be broken, from a God who never did turn away even though I felt like He did, and I blamed Him for it. He never turned away from me. He was always there. You know how I know? Because I'm, I'm right here right now. That's the key to it. The Spirit of God has led me back to right where I used to be a long time ago, even though I screwed up royally. And man, that's awesome. That is awesome. For watching today's broadcast. If you were encouraged today or made a decision for Christ, let us know by visiting our website. And I'll toss and turn, I'm back and forth, and, and then she'll, she'll, an hour later, she'll move or something, and I'll look over, see if she's awake, and she'll open her eyes, like, go to sleep. I'm like, everybody don't have it like you. My dad can be sitting there. He could be in the middle of a conversation. Like, hey, yeah, it was a pretty good day. And I'm like, how carefree is that man? You know what I mean? I'm like, you, you understand, if I could have went to sleep, I probably would have done half the things I've done in my life.